I'm Amy, sex educator, sex and relationship coach, and co-owner of purepleasureshop.com. And I'm April, sex toy maven, VP of Hot Octopus, and I've dedicated my life to the business of sex. We're two people with a passion for educating and inspiring shame-free conversations about sex and relationships. Welcome Welcome to to the the Shameless Sex Revolution. Revolution. Want to learn more? Go to shamelesssex.com. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSSEX at purepleasureshop.com. You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Well, hello, everyone. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Shameless Sex Podcast. This episode is about kink roles and age play. And I just want to give a little, call it a disclaimer, a disclaimer, um, a little, um, you know, just preparation. If you feel somewhat triggered by conversations about mm, step parent fantasies or daddy little girl fantasies or role play, this might be a little, um, a little, a little, little twinge in your system. So proceed as you please. And if you have a trigger, we have episodes and how to, to navigate that deep breaths, self-care and compassion and self-love are big, powerful tools. Heather Shannon, she's fucking awesome. We she's actually been on her show too, right? We've been on her show, Ask a Sex Therapist. I met her digitally in my Shaw training, Sexual Health Alliance training. And it was one of the conferences and she reached out because she's a fan of our podcast. And then I explored her podcast, loved it. We were yeah. on her show. I was like, you're brilliant. Come on our show. And then we talked about age play, which I learned so much about on this episode. So we won't talk about the topic as much because it has to do with kink and being, you know, whatever age you want in play. Yeah. And uh, emphasis on play. This is only in consensual situations, uh, environments, etc. So oh, stay tuned. I want to give one shout out. We just came back. Yes. This is what the show is about. We Salt just, Lake City. We just came back from Salt we Lake City. We love Salt Lake City so much. Thank you for everyone who joined us. And you know what? We're on a little bit of a break because it's between the holidays right now. So meaning Thanksgiving to the new year. And in January, we'll be starting up our little book launch tour again. Mm-hmm. So coming to a theater, not theater, but maybe, maybe a sex toy shop a near trade you show. and a trade <laughs> show near you, which brings me to, and us to, the first place that we will stop in 2024 is Los Angeles, everyone. And that's Hollywood, where dreams come true, Amy. Dreams really do come true in Hollywood. They do. I heard that. Yes. Yes. Maybe your sex dreams can come true. And we are at the Vibe Expo. It's actually called The Vibe Show and it's at the Lowe's in Hollywood. It's totally free. Mm-hmm. It's two days. Emphasis on free. It's two days. <laughs> it's Friday and Saturday and that's the 12th and 13th. It's free. That is really cool. And there's a ton of really incredible folks that have even been on our show yes. from Tayomi to Susan Bratton to Ooh, uh, Lori Beth, Lori Beth, Beth Bisbee. Bisbee will be there. So yeah, so many people, I think Dirty Lola will be there. All A lot of really amazing humans. I'm so excited. We've met a number of them in person, but this is a lot of people that we haven't. I'm like, oh my God, we actually get to meet you in person. It's all been over in Zoom. In the flesh. In the flesh. And it's free. free. Free is so cool. So that means you show up, you actually can get free goodies from people. I know they always give out some oh, yeah. stuff. You so, leave us some toys. 
important. There's things. workshops. We're actually doing two different workshops. One on the first day of the show, which is Friday. That's, a, second, li- that's a live podcast recording on Friday. Right. But a mini workshop and a book signing. Uh-huh. So you can come and you can even talk to us about whatever deep questions you want to ask us in person. Yeah. And then we also have on Saturday, we have an oral sex 101 workshop that we are doing in there. Like April said, or we both said, there's all kinds of other speakers teaching it's all not kinds even, of things. It's oral sex for all. So for oral all, sex sorry. 101. For everyone, go check it out. So go and sign up. Get your free, 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 free tickets at vibeshow.com. We hope to see you there. And when we see you, tell us that you heard about this on our podcast and give the Vibe Show some love. Our events start at 4 p.m. Yeah, I think it's for both days. 4 p.m. So it's not being uh, streamed anywhere. So you have to be there on Pacific time. And we're Be there or be a circle. Speaking of doing something fabulous and being in person, we're doing our second retreat yes. ever in Tulum. That's oh, right, everyone. April 24th to 29th, 2024. We will be doing our second retreat in Tulum, Mexico. Beautiful, beautiful retreat location. This is for women, uh, women identified, vulva owning folks to come and be with other women and learn all about how to, to be your most badass, shameless self. And it is a mixture of fun, play, relaxation, education, Fun play. Did I say fun play? Fun play and relaxation and, and guess education. guess what? The reviews from our last retreat, which oh, yeah. we hosted a bunch of women from, they all identified as, as women from all over the country, from all over the United States. The feedback has been incredible. We still have a WhatsApp group that oh my God, we it's so fun. pretty much access every single day communicating Someone was like, with what's them. Another, what's other words you use for dirty talk for pussy? And it was people had such like good hole. feedback. Yeah, I was like nice. Stick it in my dirty hole or my hot hole. I want it in my hole. We're like yeah, it's hot. And so I will say that we like to create community. We love our shameless sex community. And if you'd like to just drop in with us on a five day, it's a five days. I think it's actually five nights and it's six. It's five days. nights, six days. Yeah. So you can. Come and to it's Tulum. all inclusive luxury retreat. You'll too. learn all about it. Just go to our website, shamelesssex.com, and you can learn all about it. We're not even going to sell it it's to you because video it will sell it. itself. And this is plenty of time. If you're looking for a gift to give Holidays. your lover or yourself or your partner or your friend, or you want to go with a friend, then yeah. just put the deposit down and come and see us in Tulum because we don't disappoint. It's chock full of not only fun information and an excursion, oh, but yeah. a beautiful villa. You basically get a, it's not a hotel. It's a villa. And it's a villa. Get, it's the ultimate luxury experience. When I, the villa, we were in Costa your, Rica and this is the same in Tulum. I was like, I would never book this just for myself and like my family or something. No. This is like for this kind of environment. And I also love how some of the women from our last retreat said it was like the best vacation we they've ever been on. We do have a repeat. On. Uh, a repeat yes. coming so you know who you are we so you. that's how cool it is we have someone that already attended coming back again yep. and it will fill up because there's a very limited number of spots it's small it's intimate i'm not going to go on anymore because we want to get to the show but first is a sex question here's the sex question okay here we go my wife and i love your podcast we have learned so much from it We are looking for advice on how to handle jealousy from prior relationship trauma in relation to me watching porn now. She has no issues with porn, but it's not something she consumes. However, it causes her to feel jealous when I watch porn due to intrusive thoughts of low self-worth. What are your opinions on the topic as well as tools we can use to work through this? 
I like this question also because last week we did an episode with Gigi Ingle about porn and sex addiction. And she actually named some of the benefits of watching porn and how it can actually enhance your life. And she says it's all about porn literacy, you know, what you are watching and what you know to be real, not real, and how you can apply it to your life instead of like, oh, I saw a porn episode on threesomes. That must, must be how threesomes work. Porn is not I like an how educator. You call it a porn episode. A porn yeah. episode. Sorry, as I'm like, a podcaster uh yeah a porn um what do i call it like a scene a porn scene just a joyous a porn tape a VHS of porn. It was taped. Yeah, like VHS, a tape of porn. And so you can actually gain a lot out of it for reasons other than education. It can give you some inspiration for things you want to try, but it probably won't be what you saw in porn. So my first tip for this person is go and listen, if you haven't already, listen to the episode and maybe listen with your partner to see what comes up, you know, around what is shared there in terms of the jealousy or the insecurities. The other thing that for me, and I'm sure April has plenty to say too, is in a conversation with your partner when they're insecure about you watching porn, I'm curious about how you're reassuring them that this is entertainment for you. That's just enhancing your life. And it has nothing to do with how you feel about your partner. This is just like you going to the yoga class or watching a movie in the theater, right? It's something that feels good for you in certain ways. It's entertainment or feels good in your body, but it doesn't mean there's anything wrong in your life. You don't go to watch a movie at the movie theater because something wrong in your life. Well, maybe you do, but most people don't. It's like, I want to be entertained right now. I want to feel some dopamine and I want to maybe masturbate. I don't know. Maybe hopefully don't do that in theaters because Pee Wee Herman got in big trouble for that one. So don't do that. I think what we say for sex toys over here. I he was at a porn theater. I though. know and still got in trouble for that. Yeah. Which is shady. Because he Not was his part on society's part. A celebrity part. that got called so out. So lame. What? He yeah. masturbates. Oh no. But what we say about sex toys over here when people are like, what if, how do I introduce a sex toy into the bedroom? What if my partner doesn't like it or they're insecure about it? Your sex toy just like porn, cannot make out with you, cannot snuggle with you, can't go for a walk on the beach with you, can't ask you how your day is. It is a very different experience. And so if you're giving your partner, don't tell your partner like you're being ridiculous. Like porn is just porn. Instead, reassurance of you are the person that I choose to be with. You're the person that I share intimacy with. This is something that is just entertainment, is enhancing my life in these other ways. And it doesn't speak to a problem here. And porn could never be you. And it's just something that I enjoy consuming at times, whether she decides she wants to consume it or not, could be helpful. No guarantees. Uh, It might be still a hard thing for her. And also, I don't know, I think over time, people can come to terms with the difference. Their brains might be set on like, oh, no, there's this thing that's threatening my, my relationship. But the more they learn through reassurance and love through you, in truth, it could actually help to make that an easier experience for them. I will also add, yes, I love all of that, Amy. There are so many different channels of porn that you can consume these days. I think it might be difficult to say that all porn is not going to be for your partner. There's like Erica Lust makes porn that is not only ethical, but there's a lot that you can consume that can really filter into if you don't want to see a bunch of the typical kind of patriarchal porn that's yeah, out there that main, people think about mainstream where, where people are being yeah. humiliated well, not humiliated but obje- obje- I mean porn is objectification but like Erica Less is doing in a way where people are choosing and getting paid really well to be objectified and, le- and, and on that note it's it's if you're consciously consuming the porn then you will probably be 
maybe you'll find something that both she, your your partner, your wife, as you said in this question, and you can enjoy watching together. So the opinion, I think the 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 tools would be you could do your own porn research to find genres or subgenres or subcategories that maybe you feel great about watching and then she could do her own research as well and if porn is just like that is it's too much i don't want to see anything that has to do with genitals on the camera then you could also see if there's maybe some like voyeur stuff or soft uh, softcore without soft, genitals yeah softcore yeah. stuff because if this is something that to you you really enjoy and you you're learning from it and you really like to consume porn which i like to consume porn i mean i so i totally get it there's so many different facets of porn these days that you can really benefit from watching and i i don't want to say that all porn is totally objectifying women there's so no. many different some channels I, oh that God. don't at all so fun opinion, yes fun story i was just in los angeles april well, april knows this but i didn't tell her this part my partner and i decided we wanted to go get a cocktail at a bar and we wanted to walk there and the only bar in our neighborhood was a gay bar and we're like fuck yeah let's go to the gay bar so we went to the gay bar and not all gay bars do this, but they play porn, specifically gay porn. So a lot of like cock in ass, anal blowjobs, dick, dick for days, dicks and ass. And it's just playing on this big screen in the main bar. And then when you're outside having a cocktail, it still is on a small screen there. And we're just surrounded by, you know, watching porn and it. and it was just like I, there's people there having a cocktail like it was nothing and I loved that I was like this is really feels really healthy not like oh no there's people fucking on a camera R granted like this is a bar there's no children there everyone's okay and they're choosing it and if you don't want to watch it you can go sit in, a, in an angle there's no volume so you can't hear it but you can go sit in an angle where you don't watch it and I really loved that it was it was depicting porn in this way where we don't have to make it such a big fucking deal but it's different for everyone and so another thing that came to mind for me was porn with a purpose and not porpoise a purpose if someone is like okay watching porn just for entertainment it feels a little sketchy for them what about instructional porn where you're learning about positions or oral sex or Nina group Hartley's sex. done so many and Tristan Termino Tristan Termino it's, it's like getting a educational book but it's a video and a porn in one and so maybe a partner would be, feel safer if you're like watching porn where you're learning things I don't want you to fully give up yourself well, though if you're interested in watching porn then that's think your about OMGS I don't consider OMGS no. porn at all. However, someone's they, turned on by it though. You see genitals on the screen and they give you informational pieces, informational tidbits, informational help, but that's not, it doesn't feel like you're consuming something that looks like, oh, this might be education. It actually is, um, it's helpful because it's a visual mm -hmm. and, and it's showing vulvas a lot of times internal and external and this is not an omgs ad but i'm just saying sometimes the things that you think would be considered porn by other folks aren't at all porn there are things that you can learn from and learn how to touch your body from Who's, and learn how to yeah have have different experiences from with partners what's the name of the porn star that we actually wanted to have on but we totally blew it by like booking it for anal august Stro not stormy daniels uh what is her name she has she does instructional porn as well she wanted to come on a show for anal oh no oh no she's she's an activist she's an educator she's a porn star she's a director now um, Inca Winter is someone that I love her porn that I see your face in my face right now 
But I no? don't know okay. who that if, is. If it comes back to us, uh, look up educational porn um, and you will probably find her and I will probably remember like in my sleep tonight. <laughs> well, regardless, I think those are some good tips. Yeah. And the opinions are, you know what? Of course, your wife has boundaries. So good on your wife. And there are so many different channels now of porn that you don't have to feel like it's just one way. So and porn is something you're watching. It's not something that you're entering into an intimate relationship with. And if you enter into an intimate relationship with it, then that's for you to check. And the last episode kind of talks about that and how to deal with that. But yeah, your, your desires are your desires. and There's nothing wrong with that. And there's no such thing as porn addiction. You'll learn that from the last episode as well. And yeah. with Gigi Ingle. So let's do a bio. I love bios. Heather Shannon is an ASECT certified sex therapist who helps queer, kinky, and or non-monogamous people explore who they are as sexual beings and how they want to show up in their relationships. Since 2011, she's helped thousands of clients experience more freedom and authenticity in their sex lives. Heather has been featured in publications such as Cosmopolitan, Women's Health, and even Self Magazine. To learn more, visit heathershannon.co. All right, everyone, it is interview time, and we are here with Heather Shannon, who is fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we actually guested on Heather's show, um, and April has been... Uh, getting to know Heather more in the Shaw Train. Was it stand for Sexual Health Alliance? Sexual Health Alliance. Yes. Right. So we love our sex nerds. Uh, and we are <laughs> super excited for this topic with Heather uh, to learn about kink roles and age play. We've done a lot of episodes on kink and, you know, kink BDSM and various aspects of kink, dominant submission, power play, all the things. But we're talking about kink roles and age play, which can Age play people are like what do you wait what? Is that like the baby diapers? I'm gonna yeah. learn. I'm gonna learn. We're gonna like, learn. Oh, yeah. Stay yeah. tuned. So many places to go with it. Yeah, okay. so many fun places. <laughs> it's not just diaper play, everyone. Just so you know. Um, uh, so okay, let's start with our very first question slash prompt that we always start with, even though people heard about you in the bio, Heather. Uh, mm -hmm. Can you tell us how you got to where you are today in the field of sexuality? A little bit more. Elaborate your story. Yeah. You know what's so interesting? It's like the longer I do this work, the more reasons I see for how I wound up here. <laughs> you know, I think before I would just kind of say, you know, it's interesting. And I get bored easily. And I was already a therapist. I wanted to help people. And, you know, I did have a couple clients that really dove deep into some sexual topics. Like I had one person, more than one actually, who was exploring the kind of intersection of drinking and like getting blackout drunk and waking up and not knowing what had happened and feeling like consent was maybe not involved. And so we kind of really dug into some trauma with that. And then that sounded like most of my college years, <laughs> oh. uh, unfortunately. <laughs> Not Probably the consent piece, but the blackout drunk. And yeah. well, then, yeah. consent goes out the window. Yeah. Sorry. Exactly. I just had to say, I'm like, ooh, <laughs> you're not alone. So, and then I had another one who was exploring, you know, cross dressing and gender identity, also some substance abuse going on because of this kind of discomfort with their identity. And it just kind of made me realize how important this work is and that there aren't a lot of safe spaces for people to really get into it and explore it and not feel like they have to hold back parts of themselves. So that was huge. But I've also been realizing, I think I was pretty repressed. <laughs> you know, like I didn't have sex till I was 24. I was really kind of like hung up on the the fear aspect of it. I think all of the, you know, indoctrination from like schools and government and church and all the things like got to me. 
you know, and I was like, ooh, this is scary. Were you scared of like STIs or were you scared yeah. of STIs and okay. pregnancy? And pregnancy. Yeah. Yeah. So you Although thought now, you were like abstinence, it was it was preached. I'm gonna go that route, which is yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll just like wait until I'm in love at least, you know? And so then I think there was a few moments. So I had a friend in college who was like openly talking about masturbation. I was like, oh my God, like we can talk about this. Like that's what, and like other people will talk about it with us and like not shame us. Like, so it was like a moment of like, oh, there's this freedom on the other side of like where I'm at that's possible. And then I went, remember going to the Pleasure Chest sex toy store in Chicago and they were just so comfortable and so knowledgeable and so um, open and like really made me feel comfortable. And I was, it was kind of like, oh, wow, like that's possible. I want that, you know? So, so yeah, there's, there's a lot of reasons. <laughs> it makes so much sense that you're here. And I love people's stories, how they, they were in their, what they were doing before and then how they got into the field of sexuality. And you, I know, I remember when we were on your show, Ask a Sex Therapist, you talked mm-hmm. about being from the Midwest, right? Yeah. Uh, like mm-hmm. Michigan, I remember. Chicago area. Chica- oh, Chicago area. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I never think sometimes Amy's like, is that a Midwestern thing when it when we talk about sex? And I'm like, I don't <laughs> know, maybe. And sometimes I think I get like certified. Yes. If you're from the Midwest, you get certified as you might have grown up with zero sex education and being terrified of sex in general. So yeah. I don't know if I, that's not really a certification, but I just was like certified <laughs> in sex negativity. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> much. Totally. Exactly. Yeah. So um, I just want to say that I'm so happy that folks now can talk to you and get advice and no yeah. matter their journey, because we're all different and all, all of our sexual journeys are are so different. Yep. So anyway, I just, um, yeah. Uh, and yeah, shout out to the Midwest. So if you're listening to this, love you. Yeah, yes. We do love you. <laughs> you're not alone. <laughs> you're not alone. Uh, and I still have a deep love for the Midwest. So and when she Me drinks too. some alcohol, sometimes I can hear the accent come out. It's real. I'm cute. like, hey, Amy, <laughs> you got any more of that stuff over there? <laughs> yeah, I got the Chicago A sound. It's like backpack, you know. I got yeah. I so we <laughs> cream rinse when we were ri- mm-hmm. we read our audible, but we narrated our audible book, Amy and I, uh, separately. And I've been listening to it because it just came out, and I been looking for the little bits of Midwesternness in them. And <laughs> there are some tinges, which mm. I think is it's endearing. So anyway, yeah. you have to tell me, Amy, if you if you hear that. Ever. I love it. Okay. Well good. I like it too. <laughs> so on to the questions. Yeah. So most of us out there probably know what kink is, but can we talk about kink roles? What are kink roles? Yeah. So there, there's so many roles. I think of, you know, I don't know how familiar people are with that life, but if you're not the kinky Facebook, basically, and you can list what kink roles you're into. And so people might list something like daddy, you know, or they might list something like <clears throat> little, which we'll talk more about today. You know, we think of kind of the classic ones like Dom and Sub and Master and Slave, and those are all potential ones too. But I think especially because I'm an internal family systems therapist and we, I do a lot of work with parts, I really view sexuality as this kind of creative form of self-expression. And it's a way and it's a place where we can express different parts of ourselves. So you might have one part that, you know, wants to be kind of do like baby talk. Um, You might have another part that wants to be in charge and likes inflicting pain and is like a sadist. You might have another one that's kind of like a goddess or a princess and just wants to be, you know, pampered. So there's a gremlin, a gremlin. Amy's a gremlin. Amy's a gremlin. 
It's not a sexual role, but I'm part gremlin. I think it, might have it could be. I mean, there's so many. Yeah. Maybe it is. Okay, we'll work on that Let's one. Let's explore that today. My five-year-old gremlin. I'm just out. outing you. I'm sorry. You probably, maybe you didn't want anyone to oh, know that. People can know about okay, my inner gremlin. Cool. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, so, yeah. So, um, so, but the kink roles, though. So, when I think of kink roles, yeah. So, I've, I've looked at Fat Life before, like years ago, and was on mm-hmm. Fat Life. And the list is massive, by the way. So like when I think of it just that was on the top of my head of, of my mind, there's I have like 10 kink rolls. But when I looked online, yeah. there's like a hundred. I was like, oh, yeah, I didn't even know that was a thing. So today we're here to specifically talk about age play, though. So yeah. what is age play? OK, so age play, there's a few different ways to look at it, is where you be engage in a role play where you maybe pretend to be a certain age that's younger than you are. But I also want to frame it a little bit of a different way with the internal family systems parts thing. It could also just be that you have a part that is actually kind of younger or wants to express a more youthful, playful side. And so while it's maybe a role play, it's also a part of who you are. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. That is interesting. Yeah. I'm thinking about all the times when I become like baby April. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I have a little part too. You do? Yeah. Okay. So that's yeah. okay. Well, okay. I can't wait to hear yeah. about this. Um, <laughs> I like to dissect myself within these because within these conversations because awesome. I feel like it's helpful for me to explain this to people later. Mm-hmm. So why are some people into age play? What are they getting out of this? Yeah. And I do want to also specify, it's not always sexual, you know? So I've always kind of had this little part that is sort of like a toddler age and it's just like an element or a part of who I am. And for me, like that part comes out even when I'm by myself, you know, it's not necessarily like a sexual context. I definitely kind of have the like, you know, yeah, like the baby Heather voice that comes out when I'm like, you know, dating somebody often, but it's not necessarily always sexual. So, so a lot of kink is just sort of a way to express. It can be sexual, you know, and sometimes people will talk about like dark age play, but the, it's important that all of the parts and all of the humans uh, feel safe in whatever is agreed on. So. Yeah, but it's it's a way to explore. And so that you can also have, you know, caregivers. So you tend to have someone who's younger or expressing a part that's younger. And you can have littles that I think are about, I want to say like eight or younger. And then you can also have middles. So a middle, you know, is maybe more uh, teenage or tween um, age range. And so someone might want to express a part that's in that age range. Mm-hmm. The caregiver side of it, you might have somebody who's playing a daddy role or a mommy role, or you could also have somebody who's, you know, a babysitter. And so that's where people can kind of play with their comfort zones. Cause some people are like, no, no, I'm a dad in real life or I'm a mom in real life. And like, that's too close to home. And like, I, I can't go there. And so they might be, you know, the uncle or the aunt or the babysitter or some, or the teacher, you know, I think even doing like a teacher school girl role play would be an example of age play. Mm-hmm. So are they so getting, out, what, what are people getting out of it? Is are, is it like going back and almost taking the power back from things that maybe happened to them previously? Or yeah. is it, or is it a desire for maybe not enough of that or somewhere they want to go or what? I just want to, yeah. I'm curious about that. It's probably a little different at. for okay. everyone. I think, you know, speaking for myself, you know, the, in real life, I feel sort of large and in charge and like, I'm like more of a leader person. And, you know, I tend to be, you know, decision maker or planner. And so to really be able to let go of that and be like, nope, I'm just a little kid. Like someone else is going to take care of me. I don't have to decide anything. I just get to be like cute and playful. 
because I think as adults, sometimes we can get so serious and so bogged down by, you know, work and stress and to-do lists and really forget kind of the playful energy um, that can be a great part of life, a great part of sexuality and just like helps us be like our best self, I think. So for me, I view my little part as being sort of like the bringer of joy. Mm. I love that. It makes me so happy for my own inner <laughs> child. Thank you for that permission. <laughs> so something that, that came to mind for me that was not really in our, our notes, but with what you're speaking mm-hmm. to is, so I've been in relationships, or I can think of one relationship in particular, April knows who I'm talking about, <laughs> who, who um, I'll say this from my perspective that it felt very shaming, where when I would somehow speak in like this younger version of myself even out, outside of sex too this is not just in sex baby yeah, amy. yeah baby amy or like, or like <laughs> i love baby amy. Me, baby amy i'm fine baby amy but, uh, but somebody like you need to like you're step into your like i want to see your strong feminine and i'd be like well that's you too but there's also this other side and i also know you know flipping the gender roles there's a, a woman I know who was in a relationship with a man who he would often this is and I didn't see this, but she told me that he would go go into this kind of like little kid mode and it was mm-hmm. really unattractive to her. But it would just come mm-hmm. out at times. It wasn't like he was always that because I, I never saw that. And I, I know this person pretty well. Yeah. And it was super unattractive. And I think that she would also I'm going to ju- be judgy, shame him. <laughs> For like, this is not appropriate because I don't feel attracted to it. So this is like a total tangent question. But like, I mean, I don't even know what my question is. But like, what do you feel about that? Like for people who are either wanting to express that and they don't feel safe to express it because their partner has shamed them or they might do the shaming like, oh, you're not being your most masculine or feminine adult Mm -hmm. self right now. Mm hmm. Yeah. So I recently shared this with a partner kind of before we got to that point, because I get it. You know, sometimes when you're sharing your fantasies or parts of yourself with an intimate partner, it is a scary thing to be like, am I going to be rejected? Are they going to make fun of me? Are they going to make a request that I'm a different way? Am I going to kind of have to be holding back and, and not fully letting go and having fun? And so I was kind of like, okay, just so you know, there's this part of me that like will probably come out if we keep spending time together. And, you know, you might hear me talking in a different voice and it's something that's just kind of very like natural for me and like automatic. And he was like, okay, cool. And I, and I kind of framed it like no one's ever had an issue with it, but just like, just so you know. And, and so it wasn't an issue. I also think a lot of how people respond to us can be how we feel about it ourselves. So if we have some kind of internal shame or like discomfort and we present it in that way, they might be like, oh yeah, you're right. That is kind of weird, you know? So I think the way I presented it was helpful. That said, some people are just <laughs> deeply uncomfortable and then and then you find that out when you're sharing something. So it's important that you have your own back too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the more you're comfortable with your own kink parts, sexual parts, the more you're going to be resilient regardless of how they react. Time for a quick break so we can tell you about our carefully chosen sponsors. Please stay tuned and buy their products because we only tell you about what we love and what we truly believe in, and it helps keep this podcast free to you. Let's dive deep into a topic that needs to be unpacked, the stigma around women's desires. Right? It's time to break free from society's expectations. And you know what? We found a place that gets it. Exactly, Chip. Fleur, the dating app that's refining the game, is like our podcast, but in app form. 
You know, speaking of openness, my friend Becca recently shared an experience on Fleur. She found it so judgment-free and welcoming. No need to hide her desires or fantasies. It was all out in the open. People clearly write about their desires, be it a hot one-night stand or even just a coffee date. Absolutely. I've heard similar stories from friends too. Like if you're into some kink or want to try something new, you know there's nothing wrong with it. Fleur creates this amazing space where you can find people who want the same. It's like breaking free from the norms and embracing your desires without judgment. And it's safe. You'll never see a dick pic unless you want it. Fleur is crazy about safety. They even have an invite-only system for penis owners. I even told a couple of my awesome exes about the Fleur app. And I'm stoked they're actually on the app now. Mm, I wonder if our listeners are already on some sort of spicy chat with them. You know what? It's possible. So, hey, shameless sex listeners, take our advice. Download Fleur now. Let's make the world as shameless as our podcast. The link is in the episode's description. Want to add some sultry tingle into your jingle this year? Then let me introduce you to our favorite audio erotica app, Dipsy. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories to get turned on anywhere, anytime. They have something for whatever you're into. Want to hear some dominance and submission in the bedroom or get some dirty talk pointers? Dipsy can also help you drop into some romance, a hot threesome, or help you explore a fantasy without going anywhere. Dipsy is the best app for adding some spice into your holiday me time and some sexiness into your new year we time. Plus, Dipsy goes beyond the erotic with wellness sessions and even sleep stories to help you feel good and drift off to dreamland. I know what I'm asking Santa for this holiday season, you ho-ho-hoes. I love getting my stocking stuff with erotica from Dipsy. I can even read all the stories for myself or skip any storyline and fast forward directly to the steamy, hot scene that gets my blood pumping and probably yours too. New content is released each week, so there's always something new to treat yourself to. And for listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash shameless. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash shameless. Dipsystories.com slash shameless. Now put that into your stocking. And wait, is this different than sometimes I feel like my partner acts like a child? <laughs> and I'm, like, I'm like, you're being a fucking 12-year-old right now. This is when they're having a tantrum, like yes. they get the cookie. And, and, but I, I want the cookie. But I don't think it's, it's, he definitely doesn't realize he's doing it. And I'm like, dude, you're being a fucking that just child. like, oh, I'll let her answer, actually. Sorry. I mean, <laughs> answer too, but I, th- I think, I mean, this is maybe popular or unpopular. I don't know, but I think every man has a 12 or 13 year old boy. Part Thank you. Thank you. Like never grown up. Yeah. 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 <laughs> hey, I'm sure we, we all do some version of that. Oh, like, 100%. I have, yeah. I have adult Amy tantrums and they're probably not age play. It's just me right. going back into an old state that I haven't fully healed yet. You know, right. or like worked on because it's like, oh, there's old Amy. I'm going to like, you know, triggered Amy. This is like a 13 year old stomping on the ground. I had another question related to this other <laughs> do thing. Do stomp I- on the ground? I don't know. Probably. No, not really. No, my new thing to say, my new thing is to say fuck you, which I didn't say oh, back in the day. Home. I don't love this part of myself. But okay. I do a trigger. So like triggered selves, speaking for myself, triggered Amy. 
I feel young when I'm in that space. Mm-hmm. And I, and, and, you know, I, you, know, you could ask me like, how old are you right now? Sometimes like I'm eight year old triggered Amy. Sometimes I'm 15 year old triggered Amy. Usually it's a, a young part of me, but I, I think it's different than age play. I'm not choosing to play into a right. part of yes. this. My, so I think that's the distinction, right? Like sometimes there's a system that is running the show, right? When in triggered mm-hmm. states. And mm-hmm. then we're talking about age play as generally speaking, more of a choice of like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to embody this part of myself as play. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think that is the difference what you're saying. So like in IFS, we would say if a part kind of takes, I call it a part takeover when it's kind of involuntary, Um, IFS calls it being blended with a part. So it's kind of like your higher consciousness, self energy um, has been shoved into the background and this part is now running the show Mm -hmm. versus doing some age play is kind of like consciously allowing space for this part to like come forward safely. Yeah. I yeah. love that. Okay. So I'm going to go bring it to a personal story for myself. I know April has one too. Because, <laughs> you know, we want, we want free therapy from asking. Yeah, right? I'm uh, down. We're so <laughs> uh, So I like to role play a daddy, bratty little girl dynamic. I think it's really mm. hot. But Thanks. daddy isn't my father, daddy. It's not familial. He's my no. dominant, strong, masculine figure, daddy. Is this the same as age play? And why do you think I like it in the first place? <laughs> so many questions. Analyze that. I also love that. And I think the bratty thing can be super fun. People have mixed feelings on that. But I love the way you're describing it. And yeah, that that is age play, in my opinion. I think the the daddy dom little girl dynamic is a super popular one. And I think it could be a really good entry point for people. And especially bringing that bratty element. It's like you're not fully surrendering control. You're not, you know, fully being like, okay, you're in charge of me. But so many times we do what we're supposed to do. And and to kind of just be able to be in touch with that little like bratty rebellious part that doesn't have to hold things in and doesn't have to like be a good girl. You know, I think there's so much conditioning around being a good girl that the bratty thing can be a really fun way to express the opposite. It's so um, much fun. I I have yeah. such a good time being a little brat. And it's <laughs> the thing is, is that I always win, by the way, like when I'm a brat yeah, and fun. I'm a bad girl, I end up winning because I get like the spankings that I want. And yep. when I'm a good girl, then I get all the rewards I want. So bratty Amy, you don't get put in timeout or anything. I don't get put on timeout. No, oh, we haven't, like well, that. no, we have done the like, you're not going to have an orgasm until I tell you, you can. And then I like grab the vibrator and give myself an orgasm because I'm a brat. But yeah, like, so, yeah. but this in this, so like my, the daddy, he's not in my mind. He's not a, my father. It's not a <laughs> bloodline thing Mm-mm. and so i guess that's my question here is the distinction between so age play and if especially if it's um i guess you call it incest play then is mm-hmm. another variation yeah that would age... be sort of the dark age play that, yeah. so that's the dark okay so dark yeah. age play is when it's like race play um, or sorry dark age play is okay so just speaking yeah. of age play okay so that's what's incest play so for me in my example, that's not incest play. But if I was like, Correct. you're going to be my dad, like you are my, the sperm donor to my mom and we're going to role play that, that would be the dark age play then. It's more incest Yes. Okay, yes. It. Yeah. So okay. that's where people are like, whoa, you're into age play. And they assume <laughs> that it's always that. And sometimes it is, but a lot of times it's not. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, this is a great, um, this is a great kind of transition to my question. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm into step parent fantasies mm. and porn specifically, mm-hmm. but I don't actually ever want to, uh, I don't want to act it out ever. Oh, okay. No. Never. Yeah. Uh, does this mean I'm into age play? That's interesting. In the fantasies is the step parent, like notably older than you. Yes. Then yeah. And, dom- and, do- and dominating, it's like a domination well, thing. Let me, okay, let me ask more questions. So are you your current age in the fantasy or are you younger? Um, Younger. Yeah, so it's age okay. play, right? Or, yeah. right? Like yeah. teenager, it's usually teenage. Yeah. 
Okay. okay, then yes, I would say yes. And and I think actually, I love that you're bringing that up, that it's maybe just existing in the fantasy realm. It's like, that still counts. There's so many, sometimes people are so quick to dismiss, like if I don't do it in real life, and it's like, so much of it's mental anyways. I For me, it's like 90% plus is like mental. So just enjoy the fantasy of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really does take things up a notch when I even pretend that my partner is like my stepdad and I've been yeah. bad. Are you pretending or is this in your head? <laughs> in my head, I'm so pretending. So I do that. So I do okay. like some fucked up shit in my head while I'm having yeah. sex. Fucked up meaning like if I were to tell the outside world, look, that sounds fucked up. You know, like I, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so April's like the step fantasy thing. And mine is generally more like non-consensual acts of sexual, of sexual violence. Mm-hmm. And so I'll be, but I want, I'm not like, so now <laughs> I'm imagining you pinning me down. No. And taking me without my right. consent, but I'm just doing that in my head. And I okay. I know that that's safe for me because that's mine. Yeah. Um, and it is going with the daddy little girl thing. And April's doing okay. it over there with step parent stuff. I love yeah. it. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this is bad. And and the other day, my partner approached me and was like, tell me what, like, what, what's been going on, like, you know, in your spank bank lately. And I was like, hmm. Uh, about can that. I skip back to you? Because like, last night you were my stepdad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. He, he actually asked me, he's like, so are you still in the taxi cab thing? I was like, no, oh bro, God, that was a long hilarious. time ago. Yeah, she has the taxi cab or step thing. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> I like to get, uh, yeah, for a while I was pretending he was a taxi cab driver. <laughs> a British, a British. All your bank. Oh my yes. God, so specific. I know. I don't know why. I don't even like taxis. <laughs> British cab why. driver. I've never yeah. heard that one. It makes me happy. So thank Maybe you it came sure. from the uber driver thing but that'll be a different conversation i never thought about that anyway okay moving on so like so i think with my so we've talked to this past podcast like we were pretty clear like with april's that she does have some complicated relationships with step parents and so it might be a way of taking back the power for me i have a complicated Mm -hmm. relationship with my dad and that i never felt that he was really like fully emotionally there for me and so when i have this strong mask and figure that's not actually my dad but is daddy i'm getting that feeling like you said the brat is still in control because i'm the brat Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and i'm taking back the power too i'm curious though because we did talk about littles so like when i'm doing that and april's doing that we're probably not littles littles like under eight and we did yeah. kind of talk about like the diaper play the um, tween? did you say tween? tween is like the teenager right yeah teenager. I would say middle, middle okay. would be like a tween and teen yeah so okay. i think i would i april I'm, I'm i'm i think i'm in that that when i'm playing into it it's like that mm-hmm. age ish but for folks so i think what could be triggering or like the dark age play is you know, the under eight, like there are people that want to be treated like babies. They want to wear diapers. They want you to maybe change yeah. their diapers. Um, yep. And there are people who like to be the mommy and we've done podcasts on this. And, and some, I'm sure for some people are like, what the fuck? Can you explain a little more about that arena of age play? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's something I'm thinking about the adult baby diaper lovers right now. And I'm thinking there's something about like, just the surrendering, you know, and in, in this element of like, breaking all the rules. So I think there's the taboo element of like, you know, well, adults are supposed to control their bodily functions, you know, and it's like, I'm just going to fully let go and fully surrender and fully, you know, I think there's something kind of untamed about it, maybe. And then to feel taken care of. And I, and I think there's some overlap. So even with like the bratty dynamic, it's kind of like, you know, I can be bratty and rude and swear at you and you're still going to sort of like hold that space for me. And I think it's similar, you know, regardless of the age where it's like, you know, I'm going to be soiling my diaper and you're still going to hold that space for me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's sort of like that unconditional aspect a little bit yeah. of feeling safe and cared for and, and kind of like you were just saying to me, like tapping into maybe some things needs we didn't get met. Yeah. You know, and it's like, 
we can recreate that through our sex lives in a way that can be be healing, actually. And I think some people hearing that, like, that doesn't sound sexy. But when you said that about like, just being like, I can fully surrender, be taken care of and not yeah. have to worry. That's super hot to me because because that yeah. whether it's diapers or not, like diapers aren't my jam, but it creates a feeling of safety, relaxation. I don't have to be like, I think all three of us here, we're doers. We're very much in control. Yeah. And yeah. that is like the precursor for my sex drive. Time for a quick break to talk about one of our sponsors who just so happens to be our absolute favorite lube, UberLube. UberLube is a luxurious silicone lubricant and it enhances intimacy. It's there when you want it and it blends in when you're done with it. So you have control over that lube. It's long lasting and leaves the skin extra velvety. And honestly, y'all, I want it all over my body. Thousands of doctors in the U.S. are recommending UberLube to their patients. It's body-friendly, less likely to change the pH, and it has vitamin E, so it feels extra moisturizing. There's a reason why we've been a fan of UberLube for years. There's no flavor or scent. It's even great for oral sex, everyone. But it's not just great for sex. You can use it for massage, your hair. You can prevent chafing. It even brings out the colors of your beautiful tattoos. And the bottle is absolutely gorgeous. It looks more like a cosmetic, so you can leave it anywhere shamelessly for easy access. Just go to uberlube.com and use the discount code SHAMELESS10 to get 10% off and free shipping. Again, that's U-B-E-R-L-U-B-E.com right now with code SHAMELESS10 for 10% off and free shipping. This podcast is also brought to you by OMGS.com. Join over 1 million people who are experiencing more pleasure with OMGS. They take scientific research of thousands of vulva owners showing techniques to pleasure that pussy. They turn this research into tasteful educational short videos, animated modules, and infographics. OMGS is for anyone who wants to learn about vulva pleasure or take it to the next level. Want to take your orgasms from good to out of this world? Then check out OMGS. Or if you're a vulva lover and want to up your pussy pleasuring skills, then you need to check out OMGS. I've personally been recommending OMGS to my clients for years, and it's completely changed their lives. They have three seasons, external pleasure, internal pleasure, and sex toys. It's not a subscription service, and you don't need to download a thing. OMGS also makes a fabulous gift, and your purchase supports more pleasure research. So just go to omgs.com shameless to get 10% off right now. Again, that's omgs.com shameless to receive 10% off unlimited access towards enhancing your pleasure power. The link is in the episode's description. Okay. I have, I have a question that came out of this. Yeah. I don't she looks know. very concerned. I know. <laughs> okay. So if you, let's say, and maybe there is no uh, answer for this, but if I was into diaper play, mm -hmm. is it something that you do like pre, pre, like, like getting physical? You're like, I'm in a diaper. I want you to change mm -hmm. me. And then we're going to like, like, I think it could be its own banging play. out. Or is yeah. it like after, or is it like a buildup? Like I wore a diaper all day, or is it all of the above. I just was thinking about how this yeah. would work. Because if I'm I soiled myself, I definitely yeah. don't want to, I don't know if I would be like, okay, but I guess I'm not into diaper You're play. You're not into diaper I'm play. I'm just thinking about no. how it would work. But, yeah. so Logistics. I think this is a kink that often is not directly sexual. Okay. And, and that was kind of a new thing for me when I started, like I kind of always knew I had some kinks, but once I got into the kink community, it was like, oh, wow, so much of this is not 
overtly sexual. And a lot of people will just do the kink without the sex components. Mm -hmm. And and I do think a lot of the diaper play is that, but some of it could be arousing, you know, so maybe it's not a sex act or maybe they get like kind of cleaned up first Mm -hmm. um, or maybe they're being like fondled. So there can also be some of the like dark aspect of being manipulated or being taken advantage of, Um, you know, the major indifference that I I really want to make sure I hit home with people is like, this is between consenting adults. Mm -hmm. Age play is not with anyone underage. And I think that's where it sometimes gets a bad rap. It's like when you're an adult and you kind of know your own kink parts and you know what feels safe for them and you have access to your own kind of higher self and and self-energy, then you can do these things safely. Sometimes exploring sex, kink, whatever can be triggering. And then that's where we need to kind of plan ahead for aftercare um, and communicate with our partners and be in tune with our own body so that we know like, okay, time out, we got to address something. Something's coming up for me. Yeah. And we're going to get to that too, because the tips for these things. And first though, I have a question. So let's Mm -hmm. say someone wants to bring age play into the bedroom. Mm -hmm. How do you suggest they talk to their partner about this? Yeah. Depends on the partner. So, I mean, if you have a partner who's super open-minded, it's probably already going to be easy. So let's say your partner is just like, I don't know, it could go either way, you know? I would maybe just set the stage first of like, hey, I want to be able to share something with you that I think could be really fun and enhance our sex life. So frame it in a positive light um, to start. Can we sort of agree that we're going to be do a judgment-free zone and you know, create a safe space for each other. And so even if it's not your cup of tea, I just kind of need you to be like, okay, cool. Thanks for sharing. You know, great to know this about you. So I think having that meta conversation ahead of time about creating the container for it could be helpful. And then I would just be straight up like, hey, here's something that I've thought about before. It kind of turns me on or it intrigues me. I like the fantasy of it. I'm not sure maybe how I'm going to feel about actually acting it out, but I feel safe enough with you that I want to try and see how it goes. Yeah, totally. Like yeah, like yeah, just <laughs> and it's great. always risky to to make requests about sex when mm-hmm. you're like I don't know how you're going to respond. But yeah. on the the other side of that risk is some really good things or is po- the possibility of really yeah. good things getting your your needs or your desires fulfilled. Um, and I, I mean, I, so I just want to share, um, this, I used to do this thing that I just realized is kind of like a drive-by daddying, <laughs> which <laughs> I did that mean. I did this to April's partner when, when they weren't together. Cause I slept with him twice before they were together. Um, cause you know, we like to, to check out the partners, but you should hit this. That was the only one. That was the only well, one. That was like, our only. Actually, well, there was, uh, yeah, that's the one I dated. Usually, I try them first and be like, "You should do this too." Yeah, uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> with a lot that. of things, actually. Um, so anyway, <laughs> the drive-by daddying though, I didn't even realize I was doing it, but I would like have so there's someone I was like flirting with, and mm-hmm. I'd start to have like text conversations with them, and then I would drop the like, "Okay, daddy," in there, and mm. and and I didn't realize that I was testing <laughs> to see how they responded. If there's yeah. like, oh daddy okay little girl i'm like all right it's on <laughs> or but if they were like uh daddy or just like haha i was like okay yeah it's not really gonna work so well yeah um, and i did that with a couple people i remember i did that with your now partner uh, April. instantly he's also a dad and um okay. instantly responded like oh i remember i think it was at your house mm-hmm. and i was like april i just dropped the daddy bomb and he was like oh hey and now we're doing the like daddy little girl back and forth <laughs> i'm not saying so I, like part of me was is saying this because this is my way to like check out with casual partners if mm-hmm. this was available 
I think there's a better way because it's a drive-by daddying where I like I've it already, and I've done it too. Yeah, <laughs> but like my concern yeah. is I'm if they're if it's really a no for them, I'm already bringing yeah. them into that space because I just called them daddy, like call mm-hmm. her daddy, huh? Um, without <laughs> having permission. So I well, I maybe think... they could turn around and be like, okay, mama, and then you'd be like, oh, mm-hmm. like yeah, I'm not a mommy. Yeah, I'm not a go. mommy. I'm a bad, bad right. little girl. I'm a slutty, bad right. little girl. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. You know your role very well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Anyways, that was just yeah. My, my but I like what you said about the the way that you could phrase sharing that and yeah, and take a risk. Uh, okay, let's talk about some of the tips though. Okay. folks who want to say because because i think we and you were i love that you already said consent two consenting adults two plus consenting adults mm-hmm. right so that is already there so consent we obviously know is a big piece of it but what are your yes. top tips for how people can safely start to do age play in a way that's really hot uh, are there any yeah. major do's or don'ts that come to mind for you i mean i'm obviously not a very conservative person with sex but like I do think it's good to dip your toe in. If it's something that you have any sort of like trepidation about, I would just say start small. And I actually think the drive by daddy thing is a great way to start. <laughs> you know, something, Amy. drive by daddy. I, know. I actually think that's great. Like it reminded me of a recent time where um, we had a guy friend and there was like three of us girls and he was kind of like treating us to a bunch of things. And I was like, thanks, daddy, you know, and just kind of being flirty and cheeky. It wasn't necessarily trying to test something. But you could try that. You could try to just like drop in a daddy or like, you know, if you're if you're the the older one in the role play, you could drop in like, hey, little girl, you know, watch mm-hmm. yourself or something mm-hmm. like that and just see how it goes. And mm-hmm. if your partner's like, what? Weird, you know, yeah. then it's like, okay, maybe they're not super into that. But you could still have the discussion, you know, you can still kind of have a mature discussion about it and see where it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I would start small. Yeah, yeah, I would start small with something like verbal, maybe mm-hmm. where it's not fully sexual. Or there's like I mentioned that the teacher schoolgirl thing, like that's such a classic fantasy that might not be threatening to people. So you could start with something like that as an introduction and then see like, do we want to change the age of the student? Do we want to like swap, you know, who's the student, who's the teacher? Um, and, yeah, and like maybe you're a college feel. student. Maybe you're like a 20. Maybe you're a principal student. Ooh. Ooh. Maybe it's a student <laughs> ruling the principal. Oh, so with the ruler. <laughs> What it are, could be. It could be the bratty student took over. Yeah. Yeah. What what about so are the things that you should avoid though it, with in terms of of approaching this, especially obviously we address the consent piece and they have to be over the age of 18, clearly. Right. What other major don'ts? I mean, I wouldn't jump into something that's like a trauma that you're reliving. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? However, that can be healing too. I just wouldn't do that at the beginning. I would yeah. start with like, what's a little bit tamer? What's a little bit like we can dip our toe in and play with some of the parameters to make them, you know, fit to our level of comfort. But if you've been doing some of that and, it, and it's moving along, or if you're realizing there's an element of um, a trauma that you went through and you kind of want to reclaim it or heal it or like play through a scenario in a different way that winds up having like a healthier, happier outcome, that's something that you can do. But make sure you have your safe words, you know? And the other thing I would say is like almost have practice using your safe words. I had a really interesting experience with a partner in the past where we had our sort of red, yellow, green that we were doing. You know, green is like, okay, full speed ahead. Yellow is like, mm, let's pause and check in before we continue. And red being like, we stop immediately if the scene is over. And there was a time where I think I said yellow when I should have said red and I should have said yellow several minutes before and I didn't. And so we kind of processed that afterwards. And so even with me feeling like, you know, I'm a, I'm a badass bitch and I can, I'm assertive and I can say whatever, I still had a hard time 
you know? And so I think it's important to kind of practice saying that and, and to have that feeling because so much can come up with like, am I going to let my partner down? Or like, he's probably having fun. Or like, maybe what I'm experiencing is going to just go away on its own. It's not that big of a deal. And so there's so many ways we can kind of like dismiss ourselves or minimize what we're experiencing. So I would even maybe have have like practice sex. I'm a big fan of practice sex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> where you just decide ahead of time. Let's just do like a practice run through. Where like, I'm going to, at some point, I'm going to interrupt us. And I'm going to stay yellow or red. Mm-hmm. You know, so that you know you're comfortable with that. And aftercare, you've mentioned, we mm-hmm. should we should really, I think that's so important. You've mentioned it a couple of times. Yeah. Um, that's probably a major do, obviously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it helps if you have good communication and, and a general sense of safety with this person. It's not like a new partner. That would be another tip of like, I wouldn't do this with a new partner, especially if you are also new to age play. So find someone that you already kind of, you know, trust and like and that feel safe with. Okay, now I'm forgetting the question you just asked. Oh, I just at the aftercare. <laughs> aftercare. Kind of tend to, the yeah. aftercare. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, so the aftercare. So, so if you have that, you know, you know each other, you do feel safe. Then I would say, like, hey, here's some things you know I might be triggered by. I'm anticipating, you know, I might want to talk about some things if I get emotional at all. Um, if it goes really well, I think I'm going to want some cuddling afterwards. For me, sometimes I'll kind of be more attached feeling to the person for the next like 24 to 48 hours. And so I'll sometimes let people know that like, I might want to text more, I might want to hear from you more, I might want to have a phone call, you know, I'd like you to stay for X amount of time afterwards, you can kind of get as specific, uh, or as general as you want, depending on what your needs are. But yeah, the bottom line is just to kind of ask for what you want and make sure that your partner is comfortable giving that. And the aftercare could change uh, day by day. You could be with someone for five years and their aftercare is different tomorrow based on where they're at. And you know, for me, sometimes yeah. I don't need any aftercare other right. than like, tell me that I did a good, I'm a, I've been a good girl and like, give me the pets <laughs> and maybe a, a last orgasm yeah. or something like that. And, <laughs> yeah. and some days it might be more emotional and, and tender right. and it might not be related to the age, but it might just be like where I'm at. But um, yeah, I, I, one thing I love about kink rolls or learning about kink rolls is that it expands the menu to so many mm-hmm. possibilities. Even if you don't think you're a kinky person, you don't have to think you are or be a kinky person. No, but you might go. We might want to go to Fed Life and look at the things and be like, "Huh, that one sounds kind of interesting." I could never thought that that could be a role that I could take on, and because it just ex- expands and broadens the menu for what you can do in the bedroom. Yeah, there's so many specific ones too, and it can honestly, if you're not into it, it still can be fun. Just to be like, "Ooh, I didn't know what a a boot black was," or you know, what are what I don't are even they know what that is. There? Like, <laughs> you know, there's there's a whole like boot polishing thing in the Ooh. kink world. Like, I'm not an expert on that one, but like, yeah, there's some interesting stuff. Where you're like, oh, who knew? We're working on getting April into the foot fetish world because she has nice feet. Oh, really? Yeah, we're gonna make the money. We want some Gucci shoes for her. <laughs> <laughs> some good. I want it for her. I can't fit in her Gucci's. I have a foot fetish. I just want to watch her wear Gucci's that someone else buys for her. Oh, Amy could not give a shit about any of that, but she just knows that I love. No, I really, I like April in nice shoes because it makes her happy. Yeah. Okay. So um, we need to end the show soon. Um, We know you have so many other offerings. We guessed it in your podcast as well, but like, will you tell us about your other offerings where people can potentially work with you, how they can find you, how they can stalk you on the social medias, all the things. Yeah. Okay. That sounds good. So yeah. So I specialize in working with people who are in committed relationship 
and feel like they've lost the spark or just the passion is kind of gone. Sometimes these are people who have been married for many years and haven't had sex in years. And sometimes it's people who are still having regular sex, but it just has kind of started feeling like a chore. And within that, obviously, I work with people who are kinky, who are non-monogamous, who are, you know, part of the LGBTQ spectrum, and and also neurodivergent people. So uh, I everyone's welcome with me. Um, obviously there's my podcast, Ask a Sex Therapist. I do have some freebies for people on my website. So if you just go to heathershannon.co, there's a freebies tab there. Um, one of them is about kink roles. So people are just kind of curious about like, okay, what does this role mean? Or what are some, some, uh, words that kind of go with this role or ways I can kind of start incorporating it. Um, so that is there. And I now have a couple other things that are digital courses. So I have a libido guide um, called Finding Your Fire. And it's like everything you need to kind of get the desire back, whether it's biological or psychological. And then I'm starting a group program soon. That's just like the foundations of healthy relationships. It's called Bulletproof Relationships. And that'll be running in January. Oh, that's exciting. January 2024. I know. Yeah, January 2024. Thank you. Um, Yeah, so I'm excited. I'm excited to kind of like help people in in some new ways. It's always so nice talking with you. I feel like we are old friends and not old as in... That's my age play, but old is in, we've known each other for a long time. Can you age play being old friends? Girl, we've been coming together. Sure. It's, like, it's like golden girls. We're going to be little grandmas. That'd be so cute. Thank you for being a friend. Thank you for being um, a friend. Well, you should get I'm, wigs next time. I, I'm super down. It can get itchy, but I'm down for a wig. You get a good um, too. Yeah. I'm always down for like a good outfit and for mm-hmm. a little... Yeah, you are Blanche. Yeah, I love okay. Blanche. Um, well, everyone check out Ask a Sex Therapist, which uh, do you release a show every week, I believe, right? Yep, every Monday. Uh, every mm-hmm. Monday. So check out that. We've been on the show. It was such a great such a great episode. It was so fun to hang out with you and having you on it the was. show. We'll Thank have to have you. you back again because it's just, uh, yeah, you're an inspiration. Another Midwesterner that's <laughs> you know, getting into the, the uh, sex world and kink world and role yeah. playing and age our horizons. Yes, I love it. So thank you to Heather Shannon and to all of you out there who we love so much, The Shameless Sex Revolutionaries. If you haven't bought our book, check out Shameless Sex. Uh, it's a book now too, everyone. And go ahead. I dare you. I double dare you. Rate us on iTunes, Spotify. It only helps more people find beautiful humans like Heather Shannon. And uh, if you bought a book, which if you haven't, that's okay. We forgive you. But if you did, you can rate us on Amazon, on Barnes Barnes & Noble, Noble, all the things. Anywhere (laughs) books are sold. Mm -hmm. I think Target will have our book if they have it already. And we've been getting really good feedback. I hope that you all love it. We put so much time and effort into it because we love you. And it's the book that we wish we had when we were 18 and 25. It's an awesome book, you guys. Go get it. Oh, yeah, Heather was complimenting <laughs> us. And it's also on Audible. So if you uh, prefer someone to read the book to you, Amy and I will be reading the book to you. So um, every other chapter. So you can check out the Audible too. All right. That's all I am commanding you littles to do. I'm just Ooh. kidding. I'm being a mommy. Of course. Yeah. Oh, oh, like good it. mommy. Yeah, that was a good mommy. I'm into mommy. that. Get into that later. Oh, um, all right. All right, y'all. We will see you next Tuesday for another episode of Shameless Sex. Ciao for now. Want to learn more? Go to shamelesssex.com. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code shamelesssex at purepleasureshop.com.